Welcome to the KDFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, Brett Steele, and we have a special treat today because joining us, filling in for Jonathan Detroit Haynes is Zen Master General Manager, Angry Matt Smith. How are we doing? I'm back. Doing great. Uh, not so much for the KDFL, but you know, and the Raiders. I'm supporting Derek Carr just for all you guys this week. Anybody questioning my faith for him? Also, joining us, the captain is here. Captain Phil Rexy, how are you doing? Um, about the same. I mean, kind of in the same boat as Matt in the league. So, you know, it's whatever. Who cares? All right. So, we have a great episode today. Of course, we have uh, last week in the KDFL, we have a, a pretty fun segment this week. Um, that we'll get to featuring the fan bases of the KDFL. But first, there's some results to go through. So let's go ahead and wind down the week that was KDFL Week 8. Take it away, Matt. All right. We start off the Week 8 results with the Red Hot Kanawha County Kings, fresh off their first victory of the season, taking a short trip under the I-64 Interstate Bridge up to Roxalana to battle the struggling <laughs> Renegades, 1-3 and three in their last four matchups. The Kings' impressive QB duo of Geno Smith and Tyler Taylor Heineke put up 43 points together, along with 22 from Jacoby Myers. While the Renegades are finally healthy and able to start Taylor Swift again, but sadly the famous duo ends up with 20 combined points. However, Renegades are able to shake it off with monster performances by Tua Non Nation, with Tua and Waddle combining for over 60 points. Renegades easily take down the Kings 269 to 195. <clears throat> All right, and next we had to wake for us where my Lumberjacks welcomed in the Hurricane Wampus Cats. Uh, it was looking pretty ugly early, and it wasn't didn't get much better towards the end, although both teams scored a little more uh, than they were expected, I think. Uh, the Wampus Cats poured in 261 with um, A.J. Brown scoring 40, Tony Pollard with 34, and Kyler Murray with 26. Meanwhile, for my Lumberjacks, Nick Chubb led the way with 25, DuVernay with 22, and Aaron Jones with 20 but it was not even close to enough as the Wampus Cats get the win, 261 to 219. All right, we head to Melbourne next, where the Melbourne Mega Powers host the 7-0 Dogtown Dobermans. Dak Prescott, looking like his old self, scores 26 for the Mega Powers. Antonio Gibson scores 22 as well, but the newly acquired pieces for the Dobermans debut in extremely Strong fashion, scoring 83. Kamar goes for 43. McCaffrey goes for 40. It is an absolute rout. Not even Andy Dalton, his miraculous 20 points, can can help out the Mega Powers as the Durbans keep on rolling, improving to 8-0 as they win 290 to 217. Next up, the Nocatees Zen Masters, best team in the league, travel to their old city to take on the evil empire of South Hills. Major boost coming from the crowd, knowing the Methadone's old owner abandoned their team for the Zen lifestyle in Florida. At the beginning on Sunday, it looked like the Zen Masters might continue their four-game winning streak with huge performances from ETN season and the legend known as Dante Foreman. Some would say CMC who. But that quickly faded with Derek Carr, Wondell Robinson, George Pickens, and Hunter Renfro all combining for six points total. South Hills, as usual, too strong along with big name, big games from Jalen Hurts, Derek James Robinson, Henry, Phil, Cup, and Cooper 
along with a strong 28 from Justin Fields. E-Roll Empire easily ends the Zen Masters four-game winning streak, defeating them 256 to 188. And next we head to Elkview, where our fellow co-host who isn't here today welcomes in Brett's favorite owner and team, the Poker Pharmacist, and LJ. Uh, this one got pretty ugly, and it was not even close. Um, for the River Rats, Lamar Jackson scored 24, and led the way. Rondell Moore, 24. And then Evans with 15. Meanwhile, on the other side for the pharmacist, DeAndre Hopkins had a huge day with 35 points. Kirk Cousins, who's, you know, overrated, whatever, 25 points. And Stephon Diggs with 23 as the pharmacists run away with this one, 261 to 182. All right. Now, finally, we have our KDFO Week 8 Game of the Week. It's the Midnight Riders being hosted by the Cross Vegas Gamblers. Tyreek Hill starts things off strong for the Midnight Riders with 32 points. DJ Moore, welcome back to the league. He finally shows up, pouring in 28 for the Gamblers, but Jamal Williams continues to impress with a reduced role for Swift as he's coming back from injury. Williams pours in 22. Dalvin Cook pours in 25. It's just a back and forth. Probably our best game of the week so far. Tyler Algier in his Last game with a huge role with Patterson coming back this week. He scores 18, and that's enough to give them. <laughs> right, boys. That's KDF okay. oh, week eight. That was. <laughs> um, like we said, talk about the actual NFL for a second. Um, disappointing games for you two fellas, Packers, yeah, Raiders. Sure. Um, I mean, how, how are we feeling? We just did the therapy session. Go ahead, Phil. That the old quarterbacks in the league are really struggling. They're not having a good season. So I think it's about time for those guys to kind of move on. It seems like. Is Derek Carr the beautiful Raiders game? Well, I mean, I mean he, Derek Carr's like 31 years old. <laughs> so. He's like middle, <clears throat> middle old, I guess. I don't know. I was just talking about Rodgers and Brady. And... Yeah. 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 Raiders didn't show up at all. It's disgusting. Disgusting week overall. And I, I know we talked about it. Like, this would be a game. If this is like week three, week four, this is a game. I just didn't show up, write that off. You didn't learn anything from that. But we're running out of, uh, we're running out of chances. To write stuff off and don't worry about it. Yeah, two and two and four. Then doing that to become two and five. At least we get to watch him this coming weekend in Jacksonville. That's going to be super exciting. Oh yeah, whatever so, happens. So puffer. And that was off the Raiders. That was off the Raiders bye, right? This last game. Uh, I think. God, I don't no, know. I don't remember? I think did we not play the week before? And then we we're off the week before that. I don't know. Okay, okay. I knew the buy was recent. Okay, yeah. that's me. That's my fault. I, I knew the buy was recent. Um, because I was like, if you do that coming off a buy, good God. Um okay, now something I noticed. I did not know this actually about a, a Zach um Zach Kiefer tweet that I found attributed to him. Um Analyst for the Athletic. We underestimated this at the time, but Colts lost a heck of an offensive mind when Nick Sirianni left to take the Eagles job in 2021. The Reich calls the plays. Sirianni had a huge role in game planning, scheming, and play scripts. 
Colts offense hasn't been the same since. So I thought that was an interesting little tidbit. And further evidence in my um, in my wrongful death suit against the Colts that you've killed my my hero. So it's, he just left them this year. Well, last year, right? Last year was yeah, his first year with yeah, the year. Okay, with yeah, the yeah. Eagles. Yeah. <clears throat> Because there's plays and there's schemes and they, I mean, whatever it is, they look, I mean, it's not just, it wasn't just Ryan not being able to move. It is uh, also Jonathan Taylor doesn't look good. He's been hurt. I mean, the offense just doesn't look like what it could. So I think that's the hottest seat. I don't, I, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty hot seat right now in, in the NFL. As far as expectations to results. I mean, were the Colts considered good? They were the, years, they were. Jonathan Taylor. That's about it. They were minus two hundred to win the division. That's pretty. That's pretty high for a division. Uh, I meant, uh, and a bad division though. So I understand. I meant when they went in, when they had the Eagles head coach. Were they that good? I would say their offense. Well, I mean, you got to think. Last year they they had the horrible loss to Miss in Jacksonville. They that's lose, that's but that was with he's gone then. So before then, what, what did he have him? The Rivers yeah, year. The Rivers year was okay. They went to the playoffs, right? Yeah. Did they? Well, they know. didn't do anything meaningful they if they did. They did not. I no, think they, they went and lost first first game. They didn't go. Okay. Did they go? No, they lost they first did, game, but they, they lost went. First game, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, whatever. It's whatever. Same difference. Okay. Yeah, I mean, now, I got a couple other things, but we actually have a little bit of a jam packed segment, so we're gonna kind of move through these a little fast. Um. I saw this comparison and it made me think of another one. Christian McCaffrey goes to the Niners and he's dominant. He was dominant last week as dominant a game as you could have, by the way, has uh, throwing one, catching one and rushing for one uh, touchdowns. Hadn't happened since 2005. I was surprised by that. I thought it happened more recently. I know it's a crazy game, but like a Lamar, wouldn't have done this maybe, or like a, like it sounds dumb to say now you got to think, you know, 2005, a long time ago, Sanu, Sanu threw him a few times and he could, like, I just thought maybe okay. somebody, some gadget player, some freaking reason, like, Percy Harvin, like, Jackson came <laughs> to my head or something. Yeah. Pretty That's Harvin, fine man. too. Yeah. The great Taysom Hill. Taysom, Taysom Hill is actually yeah. the easiest one to freaking say. Yeah. I feel stupid now. Well done. <laughs> That is exactly the guy that you would think did this for years now. Yeah. That is Very why Matt is a guest host and write his name on Sharpie on a piece of tape. I mean, that's why. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, Derek Henry rushes. This stat blew my mind. Four times in a row, he's rushed for 200 yards against the Texans. That's the guy that hand up me and Matt have always waited to bust. He never does. We're just like, oh, he's not real. Like it's just, it just doesn't seem real that somebody could just run over other grown men like this and keep having this success. We just have egg on our face every uh, every year. Um, okay. Oh, I did all that to say. I skipped right past what I was going to say. CMC, awesome game. Does all this. He gets the comparison that he is Mike Trout because he was just a dominant beast in a team that never did anything. Yeah. And. Th- and then, and then I had one more comparison. Y'all tell me if I'm wrong on this. I think Lamar Jackson is Aaron Judge. If we're doing NFL, it's a baseball comparison because I think he is a fantasy goldmine. I think he's a regular season dominating stats, but I don't think his play 
And all that is built for the postseason. Just like I don't think Aaron Judge Judge's bat is built for the postseason. What I don't do know. Think? I'm, I'm a big fan of Lamar. Uh, I am too. From a, it's, we're separating. This is like the Jalen Hurts stuff all over again. Fantasy asset, yes. In an actual team, is he going to do something against elite defenses? I don't know. I think. I mean, he's still super young. It's like what twenty five, something like that. Yeah. As is Mr. Judge. Feels like he's a lot older though than he is. Judge is I don't, Judge isn't that old. He's older than that. He's isn't young, he? right? I thought Judge was like thirty years Judge? old. Yeah, Judge is going to turn thirty this year, I think. Yeah, come on, Brett. Judge is that old? Yeah, baseball players yeah. don't get paid forever, so they seem exactly thirty. That's <laughs> what it is. Yeah, exactly thirty. Yeah, he's young. Okay, he's fine. Well, ba- baseball right. players last longer than NFL players too, but especially guys like Lamar. So who knows how many years he'll play? Let me let me find our next spot. All right. Um the other thing I have here, um trade deadline. NFL trade deadline. I guess it was the busiest. I feel like they said it every year, but I guess this year was actually it was the busiest trade deadline they've seen. What move stood out to you fellows? Either one wants to go first and tell me, you know, what move kind of stood out. I mean, I'll start with the Bills. I don't understand what they do with their freaking I mean, I'm coming from a guy that drafted James Cook. I don't see the point in their 10 running backs that they get with every year. What's Why do they need Naheem Hines? I, I don't know. I don't understand what they're doing. I get they're probably going to win the Super Bowl. They're favorites to win the Super Bowl, I'm sure. But uh, I don't see their point in getting him versus maybe I, – I don't know what his contract situation is or any of that, but it just baffles me. Yeah, I mean, I think the obvious one that stands out is McCaffrey uh, to the Niners. I mean, I don't know if they'll be able to be stopped, but I think Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins is a big one too. I mean, I think he's going to help out quite a bit, and the Dolphins might might be a a real contender like towards the end of the season in the playoffs. Two and on, two and on. Expect yeah. us. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't get the, the Bills either. Oh, I saw it was it was Cowherd who said this, man. He said, um, I never thought I'd say this. I need the Bills to have a little more Falcons in them, as in running the ball and doing it effectively. And so I was like, Oh man, we're in the twilight zone so far this season. This 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 carriage will turn back into a pumpkin, but right now we're just gonna hang on and have some fun with it, I guess. Um yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I I just think it's 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 Josh Allen. He doesn't use running backs. They don't need running backs. Um, he, he's a player that almost looks like he's energized by taking hits, gets up, talking his mess, um, has has just like saying a lot of football fun out there. And they don't use running backs in that sense. Singletary looks fine when they hand him the ball off. Cook has looked fine when he's been in the game. Um, but drafting a receiving running back and then trading for – Behind Cream Hunt, probably the most notable receiving running back in in the NFL. Just, I don't know. I'm I'm a little lost, a little lost on that one. I don't know what they're expecting from their running back room. Um, R.I.P. Chase Edmonds. I think it's over. My experiment with him. I was really, really hoping for big things. <laughs> He's now because I. The, other, the only thing I had holding on hope was the injury to Mostert, the, the, the annual in, in, injury to Mostert. But now he's just going to be in a crowded mess in Denver. 
Oh, oh he Simmons. got traded? I didn't know he was in the trade. He's in the Bradley Chubb trade. Uh, yeah, he's just – he's that. a third. Nice. My coveted offseason target was a throw-in. I mean, he's a Zach Moss. He was dead <laughs> in Miami, so it could help him a little bit. He was. He was. He was. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe maybe more opportunity. All right. All right. Um, of course, this this week we do have I, – I think I'll, we'll hit on that before – we do our KDFL um, breakdowns for, for week nine, but we do have a lot of teams on by this week, so we'll hit on that then. So, boys, this should be a fun one this 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 week here. Um, I know he's not here right now, but shout out uh, to Detroit. for He is the one who actually came up with this segment mm-hmm. idea. It was, um, it was when I talked to him about what we're what we're wanting to see um with the podcast I've, I've talked to you guys about this kind of uh uh kind of individually and stuff but i know i use the example of the watch along streams that everybody thought my dad still hates watch along streams he thinks it's the nerdiest dumbest thing you could possibly do is watch other people watch the game that you're watching i try to explain you know that people do all that stuff and watch for reactions people do it um you know, of course, started with Barstool and McAfee started doing it. Eli or Eli and Peyton, the big advantage Eli and Peyton and McAfee have is, of course, they have the rights to the game so they can show the game while they're doing it. But it is essentially a watch along. So they've gained in a lot of popularity. So this podcast last year was about 20 viewers each time. Not not terrible for a 12 person league that no one outside of the league should care about. This year, I don't know how. Um, we, we started out at 40. In the last few weeks, we've been around the 60s to 70s, which blows my absolute mind that that many people would, would actually watch these. So I thought to myself, what if, and Detroit came along with the actual ranking system to do it, but what if a team, what if people were fans of the KDFL teams? What if there were Mega Powers fans? wanting to know what we were going to do in the offseason, wanting to see our drafts, following along, Lumberjack fans, Zen Master fans. What would – and imagine Evil Empire fans would just be – coincide with Patriots fans, exactly. I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we had another, another uh, segment lined up, but Detroit came up with this, so we're going to roll with this. We are going to rank – the 12 mascots of the KDFL. We did our own individual power rankings. We did the consensus, and we're going to talk about them. I kind of did it from a fan standpoint of, of what the fan experience might be like. So I'm sure this will um, make everybody happy. No one will be feel slighted at their rankings, and it'll it'll go great. So are we ready? Ready. Let's do it. Ready. All right. Coming in. At last, uh, uh, number 12. Somebody's got to be last, okay? All right, that's how it works. Somebody's going to come in last. Coming in at number 12, the Polka Pharmacists, the KDFL alum, are not big fans of that mascot. My only note I have for them is what would these fans be doing? They don't even know if their owner is even participating in the league. And... What are they supposed to do in the stands? What's their call? Is it the Boone County, the pill rattle? Is that what they're supposed to be doing in the stands to rally the troops? Yeah, my, my comment on them is, for one, it's just the pharmacist. It's not pharmacist. It's just one guy. It's just yeah, one, one guy. 
there's one pharmacist and i'm like i think it's funny knowing the name meaning behind it because it's a slide about the you know the drug in west virginia but i don't think the actual fans of poga would appreciate the name very much so i I, I scored it pretty low and it's only one game it's not a group just one (laughs) yeah i always put an s at the end for some reason but yeah I didn't I didn't pick up on that until oh look at our little graphics. My uh, gosh, man. We are getting big time. Um, um I didn't pick up on it uh, about the no S. I did so very, I very nice catch today and I was like, there's only one, so just a pharmacist. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, I mean it's literally a slight to your fans. I mean, so it's just a terrible mascot. I mean, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, that one came in with scores of 12, 11, 12, and 8. Um, all right, next up. I feel bad about this because the only reason I – okay. The only reason I feel bad is because it's an OG name. That's the only thing that bothers me. It is the original name, I believe, when you came into the league. The Kanawha County Kings are next. They come in with scores of 10, 12, 10, and 9. Higher number of the worst, by the way, if you weren't – Keeping up with that. Um, my notes on this one. Um, Detroit actually had this the lowest with the 12. My notes on this one. They can't be last due to the legacy. However, there is already another pro team called the Kings. Yeah, true. I don't like It's like the Cardinals. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's generic. I said it's catchy, but. Why does he? One thing that bothers me is we are the Kanawha Dynasty Fantasy League, and this man chooses to be the Kanawha yeah. County. Like right. you're, you're the whole league, like you're the United States, is what you're saying. That's your team name. <laughs> so, like, he he's uh, like the Carolina Panthers. Like he also, took both states. Yeah, the, this owner has considered for people that don't know him. This is Timbo the King. He has considered yeah, himself the king for half his life true. now. So it makes sense. Yeah, where did that why, come from? Who, how did he himself. get that name? All, There's no way somebody I think named, he him named it himself when he was 15 years no, old. No, that's a that is a hundred percent a self-important <laughs> name. Okay. We would not be able to we would not be able to rationalize with this man if he someone else called him a king. It's an old Xbox gamer right. tag, Kimbo Timbo the King. Oh my gosh. So uh Detroit has a twelve, I had ten, Phil had ten, Matt had nine. Um, so Kanawha County Kings come in at 11. All right, next up, next up, this is our first, this is our first huge deviation from the others. Next up, we have the Dogtown Dermans. Now, there's the scores here 11, 10, 11, and oh, angry Matt Smith. Ranks the Dermans, his favorite fan base mascot, whatever we want to say. I'll, I'll go so, first. Matt, let's let's talk about let's yeah, talk about number one. First off, it's Dogtown. It's a cool name. So I said, love the name and the town Dogtown, which people may or may not consider that the great city of Dunbar, city of gardens and all that. But for whatever reason, Dogtown Dobermans gives me the Raiders vibe. Like they're just gonna fight, stab, do whatever to people. I just imagine it's a bunch of crazy, angry Raiders fans. It's just out and dark and angry and doing a bunch of crazy random stuff. And I don't know, Dogtown Deverman sounds cool. It's, I think it sounds the coolest. 
Light it up. You all, all hate Halo. it, so go ahead. <laughs> I don't, no, that's not fair. That's why I do a disclaimer. I don't hate any of these names, but yeah, somebody has right. to be first and somebody has to be last. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the other names better too, but I mean, I don't really have much to say. For some reason, I just don't like the name. I don't know why. I, as much as the other ones, I guess, I should say. Um, I get, I, I, the cool part is Dogtown, Dobermans. I mean, that makes sense. Um, so, Aesthetically, it makes sense, but I don't know. I just not one of my favorites. Is that the right word? Probably not. Who cares? I don't know. Phonetically. Phonetically? Or no, aesthetically is like, like aesthetically is looking, phonetically is hearing. Yeah. I'm I'm on my edge of my element here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, all I have is I love. And I talked about this when the when the now commanders were going through the name change. I like a dog nickname, and there's only one canine style T Wolves is the only one that is in pro sports, as far as I know. Probably get checked on that somewhere, but as far as I know, off the top of my head, that's the only other canine style dog. So I do like the idea of the stands, the howls, all that stuff. Um, but you know, something had to go here and it isn't, it isn't OG, I believe might be pushing me there. I think it is an original name. Um, so, but nevertheless, the Dobermans come in 10th. Now we just did Matt's number one ranking next up Matt's number 12 ranking. Uh, I am a six Detroit at six Phil at nine. This is a big surprise to me. The Southfield's Evil Empire gets this ranking. So, Matt, we'll kick it back to you again. What what has happened here? I don't know. I feel like we we were doing big reveals with our names and stuff. He's a fairly new name. We used to be what Glasgow, what Glasgow Gladiators, Gunslingers. Gunslingers. Okay, it's yeah. been through a lot. I don't know. This just seems too generic for me. Whatever. He's a juggernaut. He's the commission. Makes sense. But just Evil Empire just seems. Disney-esque, I don't know. Something that I don't Star Wars. <laughs> Star, I don't Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, I guess Star Wars. Like, maybe come up with some different adjectives or something besides evil empire. I don't know. Don't mean to hate, but I am hating, so whatever. <laughs> I mean to hate. He's no disrespect. One, he'll be all right. No, dis- no disrespect. Here's some disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> I had it written down that it was pretty fitting. I thought the name fit for what he was. Um, and I did have written down that it's the only mascot in the KDFL without an S on the end, but that was proven wrong to me with our first reveal with with the single pharmacist out of Poca. <laughs> but Empire um, is plural, so that's yeah, look at us, dude. Aesthetically, phonetically. English lessons around this episode. This is amazing. I don't know if we're using them in the right place. Phil, did you have anything on this one? We are. Oh, we are. This is this I mean, is Dunbar. No, this is two thirds of Dunbar education here. And I'm Riverside, so it's pretty close as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have much to say. I think it's kind of fitting, like you were saying. You guys were saying, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just think again, like other ones better. So. Okay. All right, next up, we're just we're just doing all Matt's bottom tier first, I guess. Here, um, next up, we have the Rocks Atlanta Renegades. Um, I had him at seven, Detroit at nine, uh, Philip five, and Matt at eleven. So we're just gonna keep I, kicking the Matt first when I he's the outlier like this. Nonstop for this. <laughs> now, you, you're, uh, your other ones are coming. 
No, this is this is kind of like Phil for whatever reason. I just I don't know why I, I don't. His name doesn't do much for me for whatever reason. I don't have much else to say on that one. Okay, Phil, do you have anything? Um, yeah, I kind of like the way this one kind of rolls off the tongue, like Rock Selena Renegades. It kind of flows really well. Um, and I don't know if I like the X Ambassadors. You guys probably don't know who that band is, but one of their big songs is the Renegades or Renegades. Uh, so it always like sticks in my head for some reason. But I think it's a pretty good name. Okay. All right, I have on here. I have on here. Um, I love. Y'all know my naming style for teams. I, I try to get away from it, but I love the double letter. I love the rocks, the R and then the R. Um, my big question, I'm just, this is off the top of the head. I don't know of a clear mascot like for the Renegades. What do y'all picture as their mascot? Who, what comes to your That's one your reason mind? why I ranked it 11, because nothing comes to my mind, really. <laughs> like, we need some clarity. Some reason, we need some clarity, yeah, right? It's uh. I guess if Phil comes close. Like Sons of Anarchy or something? That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Oh, I had Animal from the Muppets. Just a big crazy dude. Yeah, I was way off there. I thought me and Phil were having a moment. He was like Sons of Anarchy. There was no way we were getting that. Jax Teller. Um... Okay, so love the double letter. I gotta see him. I said, love the double letter. Gotta see a mascot, and I have animal in parentheses. Um, all right, next one. Let's see if we get out of the mat. Uh, we do. We do get out of the mat. Uh, slight house here. Um, next up, we have. I have him at eight. Detroit at eight. Phil at eight. Matt at seven. This is our most uniform. Yeah. Overall, this is by far our most uniform agreed upon mascot. The Cross Vegas Gamblers land right here. Matt, what do we have? Uh, just knowing, just growing up in the beautiful city of Dunbar, I know look, Cross Lanes and the dog track. If you don't know, if you're not from there, I don't know exactly it makes any sense at all. The Cross Vegas Gamblers, but that's I just I haven't ranked there because of the catchiness and the the um, originality to it. You have for the Dog Track Casino in Cross Links. Huge, huge sponsorship for Cross Vegas. <laughs> they're, they're tied into the gambling industry pretty pretty tightly. Yeah, yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, he should get some free chips each month or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you have, Phil? I don't have much to say on this one. I mean, it is good originality for the, the first name uh, for like the town, but the gambler is just, I mean, it's a perfect fit for Cross Vegas. I feel like there's really, I don't really see any other mascot that could go with that. Um, Yeah, I have interesting concept. I don't know how it plays in the stadium. I mean, they've had their success. They've had their one championship. I'm sure, I'm sure the people, I believe this is also when he came into the league. This one has never been changed as far as I know. All right. Next. And this is one that I believe, no. Hold on. Sorry, I'm getting turned around. Yeah, this is the one I'm highest on. We're back on Matt's Matt's slight train here. I <laughs> um I I have him at four. <laughs> Detroit has him at seven. Phil has him at six. Matt at ten. And we're gonna talk about this one because it is the Elkview River Rats podcast absentee Detroit now. Matt, explain yourself because we know Daggone Well is being from Dunbar. Go yeah, ahead. Okay, so there you have the Dunbar, the annual Thanksgiving parade. Thanks, annual Thanksgiving parade 
amazing festival called the Commode Bowl, which is a bunch of idiots playing football, tackle football, grown men playing tackle football. And there's a there's a beautiful railroad tracks that split up the city of Dunbar. The riverside are called the River Rats, and the mountainside where me, Brett, Timmy, and everybody that I know in Dunbar for the most part are mountain rams. So screw the River Rats, first of all, just based off of that. But the reason I ranked them 10, really, if you live in the city of Elkview, would you not hate the owner for choosing this team name? Imagine the tailgate parties and all the invites, and you have to embrace, I'm a river rat. Like, what are you wearing? <laughs> Just, I, see, like, I picture I picture the mouse, nose, and ears on everybody. I think it's a great time. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> By the way, I yeah, think I Tim no, was a river rat. I had no idea. Wouldn't Tim be a river rat, by the way? No. Oh, yeah, I guess he would have been when he was younger. Gross cut. moved to the mountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he converted mountain. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. What film would you say? I knew none of that information. I have no idea, like, what river rats were on this side of the road. You got to go. Thanksgiving Day. Well, no just for the, there's also, no way to, there's no way Detroit knew that information either, just for the record. Right, exactly, yeah. I don't think. <laughs> but I could see them actually, like, I don't know, like, roasting rats on, like, a – Skewer thing on game day or something. <laughs> I think that would be what I think for them to do. <laughs> hey, Why are they killing their own mascot? Well, it's like a more of like a what? I don't know, like like they're worshiping the rat or something. I don't know. It's weird. What? It's what I'm thinking about it for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> for anybody that lives in LQ right now, they are hanging up on our live stream. <laughs> <They're> disgusting. <laughs> They're unplugging that landline phone cord and they're done with this crap. <laughs> Why would they cook? Do you think Falcons fans are eating live Falcons at the game? <laughs> but it's different because, like, nobody likes rats. So, I mean, like, you're just going to let rats run around and stuff? I mean, come on. This picture of Arizona. Do you, do you but maybe, yeah, they can eat them, but I don't know. Maybe they just came around in a cage <laughs> on game day. Arizona's like, who's got the Cardinals? <laughs> I got the group preheated. Throw them on. <laughs> Those are different. That's a different thing. You know what it is. Oh, what's the most edible animal? Of <laughs> this? We're off the rails. What's the most edible animal in pro sports? Um, I don't know. Lion? Tiger? I don't know. We're moving on. Maybe like a bull or something. I don't know. Oh, it's definitely a bull. Well done. Hundred percent a bull. Yeah. Right. So I'm back on track. Cool. Okay. Good. There's no chickens or cows, right? I don't think so. <coughs> Maybe like a heifer. Maybe it's a heifer. <laughs> All right. That was way more than I hoped for. That was incredible. So next. Next, we have um, I am at five, Detroit am at four, Phil am at three, and Mr. Not wanting to reflect on himself, put himself at six to kind of uh, kick the can down and put him down this slow. We have the Zen Masters of Nocatee. Take it away, Matt, with the self-analysis. I mean, if if we're going on the fan base alone, I, I said I, I said NA when I turned in these rankings. Brett made me rank them. So, um, I would make them number one. I mean, we're going to be, as a fan base, before games, we're going to go to the beach. We're going to do a little bit beachside yoga. 
zen out a little bit for the brain before our games. Doesn't matter what, how our team's playing or anything. We're going to have a nice, peaceful mind. After that, we'll go to the water park for a little bit, chill out a little bit more, go on our golf cart ride before the game starts, tailgate in the palm trees and everything, and just live life as zen as can be. I love it. Phil? I mean, it honestly does sound like the best pregame ritual of any of the fan bases so far, <laughs> for sure. Um, I had my number three, I think, didn't it? Is that what you said? Yeah, you have my three. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the catchier names in the league too. I like Nakatee and then uh, Zen Masters. It feels like it goes with Nakatee for some reason. I don't know why, but it just does. Um, my notes is this is the biggest disparity between attitude and the owner. Okay. Yeah, that too. <laughs> this is this is like if the if the Colts were named the Indianapolis Prohibitions and had Jim Irsay as their owner. This. <laughs> This is terrible, but I love the mantra, and I had you at five. Uh, yeah, I had you at five. I mean, you're you, overall ranked ranked pretty high, so I, I love like I love the mantra, love love the meditate, love the zen. They're so it's such. Um, I just picture like a bunch of monks in the stands, everybody in like everybody in like their robes and stuff, and you, you get the hum. And then Matt's in the owner's box. Everybody starts doing, dude. Oh, dude, I love it. <laughs> I love it. So Zen Masters coming. You won't in. be able to see me. You won't be able to see me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't uh, explain the angry Matt name on here. I kind of forgot to do that. The Zen Masters. So you know, yeah. Good job on that. So, there we go. To, to explain the opposite. <laughs> so, it is. It is the goal. Okay. It's a. It's a lifestyle to aspire to. It is the goal. Okay. It's like enlightenment. You can never fully achieve it. You're in search of it, okay? Yep. You're in search of it. We're getting philosophical now. Now, um, this next one was a tie for third, but we'll go alph- we'll go alphabetical order. Um, I guess reverse of that. Um, I have it at three. <laughs> Phil, Detroit has it at five. Phil has it at seven because he's a hater. Um, and Matt has him at two. It is the Melbourne Mega powers that feel already spelled incorrectly on the graphic. The me powers. There we go. Um, we, we have fixed it. Um, now let me just lay it down so we'll all talk about our own first. Um, a picture of the sea of red and yellow, very standout, very, um, very you know, bright colors. A picture in the stadium, real American hits. Everybody's fired up. It's just a great atmosphere. We too have the beach before we go. We don't have the Zen stuff. We're more of um, rocking out type thing and pretty high strung. So it's a beach atmosphere. It's the exact opposite, probably for the worst, but whatever. Um, um, <laughs> great sponsorships. Now, the only thing I think about this as far as favorability, I can see a direct tie because as far as I know, Phil was not a huge wrestling guy. Am I right? You weren't a huge like early 90s right. wrestling guy. Yeah, that's guy. why. That's why I had him ranked right. so low. I think the, it's a good name, I think but the, it just doesn't connect right. with me as much. So I think the I think the appreciation for the name is directly tied to how much you were into wrestling and all that. Uh, yeah, honestly, sure. so I could see you being low. What do you have, Matt? What do you got for me? You got you give out boas in the game. Everybody's everybody's yeah, throwing it up I, when they get a sack. I got him number two. I mean, as a guy that's dressed up as Macho Man before for Halloween. I mean, just go to Macho Man Hogan every time. 
mainly based on being a wrestling fan and it's a solid team name. I even think a major sport team should take this name, get the copyrights from uh, wrestling and just be the damn mega powers and just dominate. <laughs> It'd be a good sports team. I'm glad that we have this live on camera right now. We just captured in our 20 plus years of friendship, the nicest Matt has ever been to me right here. I'm, I'm tearing up right now. The eyes yeah. are watering. This is the nicest moment we've ever shared. Uh, I'm so glad Phil was here to witness. And these three people in the, the chat. Four, four people in the chat now watching this moment. Two of them are you, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Next up. This is going to be. Okay, here we go. Next up. Yeah, Detroit has them at two. Phil has them at one. Matt has them at five. I have them at a very disrespectful nine. Phil, the lumberjacks of Wake Forest, even say it. Take it away. You go first, like me and Matt did with ours. Look, I mean, maybe I'm overthinking this, but I know people probably think it's a basic name, you know, lumberjacks. But there's more to it than that. You got to take into account Wake Forest. I mean, does that not make sense to anybody else but me? Like, I know you, Matt, you like it, I think, I think, and Detroit likes it. He has it pretty high, too. Wake Forest, Lumberjacks. I mean, it just makes too much sense to me. I don't know. Are you ready? I mean, before today, I've always thought it was a stupid name, and then I started on this ranking. I was like, oh, the Forest and the Lumberjacks go together. Like, okay, exactly. I, I do People like don't that. think about okay. that for some reason. I don't know why. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Because I'm the exact opposite of this. I think I'm probably the overthinker here, and that's fine. I think it is an absolute oxymoron name to where if you're a forest, this is like the number one thing you do not want to see is a daggone lumberjack. If the if your nickname had its way with your city, okay. I'm going to steal down from Matt here. If your Bro, nickname had its way with its whoa, city, whoa, whoa. you would just be, cut down you trees. would just we be called you <laughs> you would just be called Wake. <laughs> if, <Yeah>. if your <laughs> mascot had your name with your team. Now I will give you this. I have written down this franchise has had more name changes <laughs> yeah. and more jersey swaps than, than Kenny Lofton, okay? They have been everything. So I'm picturing them? that this fan – go through them first, and then I'll get into it. Go ahead. All right. So it started with the Georgia Creek Gangsters and the Barbersville Don't Bandits. remember that. Go ahead. <laughs> Nitro Neanderthals, Nightdale Dragons, and now Wake Forest Lumberjacks. <laughs> All right, so more jerseys and think about these poor fans. All these merchandise they've had to buy over and over. So here's what I'm picturing: like I said, more jerseys than Kenny Lofton. That was my favorite that little zinger line. All right, all right. So they okay. So the team has moved to Wake Forest. They already bought all their dragon stuff. Now that's that, that's down the tubes. It's worthless now. So now they get out of the merchandise store. They have on their flannel, their little rubber axe. It's awesome. They're all fired up. Chop wood, right? Chop on could be the freaking name of the hashtag for the team. It's great. And then this fan who's all fired up for his new merchandise this season, he looks down at his phone. He gets the alert. What the heck? We traded Derek Henry for James Robinson and AJ Green. Like picture that from a fan standpoint, Phil. You really had to go there. <laughs> I just picture a fan just at a bar and whiteboard just like, what do we got? Hey, I, I said it in the recap earlier today. I was talking about it too. <laughs> yeah, I heard you. I heard you say it. <laughs> we don't need to keep bringing that up. 
We just can let it go. Tired of this crap. I, I can't every year. <laughs> I can't give Phil crap for changing his name. I've been in the league like four years. And I've changed my name four different times. So I'm you guys saying. are just ex- you're exploiting your fan bases. You're, you're exploiting the crap so, out of your fan bases. <laughs> so yeah, no more moving. Hopefully, I got lucky yeah. to move to an M city. Um. All right, that was my lumberjack rant. I think people are going to think I overthought it. I probably did. I just thought, because you wanted to be, if I remember, you also wanted to be the Oak City Destroyers at one point. And I said, Phil, that sounds like people that destroyed Oak City when I when I read it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sounds like the sense. Destroyers of Oak City. I feel like you could think about that either way, though. I mean, they could be you destroying Oak City. can, you can. You can. You're dealing with a madman here, Phil. Okay, the brain just you know. Okay. I mean, all right. A, that's a word you could use, I guess. <laughs> you're not dealing with a fully uh, a full box of crayons up here. Okay. All right. Next. Sure. Next up. Let me get back to it. Next. Next up. <clears throat> I was glad to see us kind of come together at the top here. I felt like we did, and I and this one was a pleasant surprise to see everybody else kind of come along. I am at two. Detroit at three, Phil at four, Matt at three. It's the Hurricane Wampus Cats. And I, after I, that's the only team name I echo back whenever they do it. The Wampus Cats. I don't know why. Um, I have written down here. It's creative. It's fun. I have no clue what a Wampus Cat is. I tried to look it up. It just looks like a damn mountain lion. <laughs> I have no idea yeah. what what this what makes a cat Wampus. <laughs> what do you think? What do you have, Matt? Yeah, I just think Hurricane and Wampus go together. It's a great name. Uh, most people not in the league would not understand that E is silent in Hurricane. Uh, yeah, hurricane sure. Wampus doesn't sound as good, but Hurricane Wampus. Um, and just, yeah, it's a Wampus cat. Like, it's badass. Like, what it's a great it? name. <laughs> <laughs> it's only something that Great Buston would come up with. The it's fans perfect. would love this owner. It encapsulates <laughs> the ownership. It encapsulates the ownership. Perfect, because it's like it makes me think of the uh, Blades of Glory gif when he's on the treadmill. It's provocative. Yeah. Nobody knows what it means. It gets the people going. <laughs> Wampus cats. <laughs> I definitely think it's a good. It's like a cool name, but I think it's also the funniest name at the same time. Like it's just crazy. It is. It's like Wampus, but it always makes me think of Waffle for some reason. I don't know why. From like I think okay, oh, it, it, something or some other movie. I, I feel like it's like it's um oh, I forgot the name of the, the ink plot test that they do where you see the Wampus Cat, you think of something different, and eleven other people can see it, they think of something different. It's like a, it's its own world. Okay. Possibilities are endless. Okay, have, it is funny though that the cat ends up this about, high. Right. It's the, the ink blot therapist. I, no, what do I you meant, see? I didn't know how you got there from that though. That's what I'm confused about. Oh, okay. I'm telling you, man. Your turn. Um, it's it's funny to me that of all the, the mass, a, a cat is obviously the most common animal. A cat or a bird, probably, probably a cat though. The most common animal used across pro sports, right? So it's funny to me that that ends up being oh, number two. Yeah. All right, number one, and this was this was again cool to see. I come in at one, Detroit comes in at one, Phil comes in at two, Matt comes in at four, so all respectable grades. The Marmette Midnight Riders, our favorite KDFL mascot and fan base. Matt, what do you have for this? I mean, one thing, Marmette Midnight Riders sounds cool cool to me, but um, I I wasn't in the league when it first started. What exactly does it mean? 
a midnight rider is it i know there's a song or whatever but i i, I go i think there's two different ways you can do it you could do motorcycle club <clears throat> or you could do cowboy and stuff like that and based on his picture and avatar and everything it's cowboy based i don't know if i've ever even paid attention to his picture <laughs> so, uh, that's cowboy, my fault yeah. there for some reason i think okay. like a ghost well, rider when i hear it i don't know why so like a motorcycle Ghost Rider, I think Ghost Rider is a popular thing yeah. that people would think of. Yeah. What but what came I, to my mind is what came to my mind is people on Marmette are doing Grant are doing uh, Fast and Furious style Fast and Furious style stuff <laughs> all night long. And I said I could imagine these fans being like the Bills Mafia, just been wild and <laughs> ridiculous in Marmette. <laughs> I have it written down. Like I have that written down as because I've, I've compared them to the Bills before in not favorable terms because of the going to the championship and losing. But I have that's the closest fan base to the Marmot Midnight Riders is the Bills. I picture the guns with hopefully blanks in them. Everybody's pow pow. The church goes to the hands. Get the guy riding on the horse before the game, dude. It'd be awesome. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, there it is. There it is. So for the people that haven't been around. Uh, I know last year, or I guess it was two years ago, we did the rank the owners in a in a bar fight. <laughs> Where the hell they'd fare? <laughs> so this this time we do ranking of the mascots and fan bases. Um, we'll, we'll get a lot of uh, a lot of comments on this one, I'm sure. But so if you are new to the pod, now you have a little bit of a rundown, a little bit more history, a little bit more um, things to pull you in and make you feel identified with the league. That was fun. I just wanted to do that lumberjack bit with Phil so bad. I've been looking forward to it all day. He started talking to me about it in DMs. I said, stop talking to me about it before we ruin it. <laughs> okay. All right. So, are we ready for the KDFL week nine? I'm not yet. One second. <clears throat> um, do we want to talk about the trade that happened earlier? Oh, yes, we do. It's definitely why we're not ready. My bad. I skipped right over it because I was amped to talk about the mascots. All right. Let me find it here. We did have a trade go down in the KDFL. Um, Right now, we have the Wampus Cats are sending Tony Pollard, Kalir Herbert, and Greg Dolchich to the pharmacist for Najee Harris and Darren Waller. So what is our reaction to that? So you want to go first? <clears throat> I was gonna let you go first. <laughs> I'll go first. I don't care. Uh, I think I really think LJ wins this trade. Uh, I think Farmers is winning this trade. For one, as a Raiders fan, Darren Waller. I don't know what the hell's happened to him. Um, supposedly injuries, but he seems kind of checked out. Um, I, I get all the tweets for you know the Raiders and all that following him all the time. They talk about how he's got this new girlfriend. Uh, she parties all the time, you know. I, I don't think Waller's back into doing anything, but he's definitely checked out compared to how he's been the past few years. So I would, I would have tried to trade him myself if I had him. And then uh, Najee's just been, I mean, that's a gamble though. I do like to gamble. I always like to gamble on fantasy players. So, but Najee is a gamble compared to Pollard and um, God, who's the other running back that he tried? Oh, uh, Khalil Herbert looks like a beast. So yeah. Just, and then um, I was watching the Broncos and Jags game, and the Broncos wide receiver or tight end, he looks like a beast too. So, I mean, Dustin's going, Dustin's going for the younger Najee, 
they could turn it around. But for this year specifically, I think it helps the performances way more than it helps the um, Wampus Cats. Okay, so <clears throat> I am in agreement with you. Yeah, look, everybody likes to talk about like this is Dagon Fantasy Football Podcast. I've been right. I've been wrong. I've been all over the place. Everybody has. So we got to give the opinion on it. And this is what I shared. This is what I shared right here. This right here, give it time to focus in. That graph, you can't even see the yellow line. That blue line is with that yellow line. Can't see it, of course, because I suck. There we go. The blue line is with that yellow line. That, That yellow line is Trent Richardson. Famously a fantasy start strong and bust. That yellow line or that blue line is Najee Harris, and that is too close for me. And I saw those clips of Najee Harris catching the ball on, on the side and just dancing for no reason. They said it looked like uh, it looked like Trent Richardson did. So I think LJ traded for Najee with the thought of getting younger back and getting rid of Kamara. And I think he saw what he had and moved on quickly from him. And I think got got a pretty good return. I mean, Montgomery's gone after this year. Like that's almost a certainty. He is gone. I don't know if Pollard will ever get the share. I feel like he might always be like that guy that um, we're waiting for him to get the dance and he never gets it. Um, maybe like Lindell White or something like that. Um, but but Najee and Warren looks good. That's the other thing that scares me. Uh, yeah. The backup to Najee, he looks solid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I worry about that. Um, I also Waller, like, give me more insight on, on him. Um, what, what do we think about what? I mean, I, I worry about one day we're gonna get a breaking news Darren Waller has retired. <laughs> I really uh, do. Either, I don't know. It's, I don't know. He does a ton of charity work, he does all this, but every tiny minor injury, he's not playing for whatever reason this year. And last year, he started ever since the Cowboys game. Last year, Thanksgiving, uh, he hasn't done anything since then. Like, that's the last time he's, I've seen him do anything because he's been out for various reasons. Very, very frustrating. <clears throat> and we paid him, too. Mm. Guys get paid, and they forget how to do stuff. We're working on something here. We're trying to. We're trying to work on something. I think, I think you know what we're trying to work on, Matt. I'm trying to trying to vamp a little bit here. Hold on. Let me just try. Let me just see. I'm just gonna go with it, Phil. We're just gonna <laughs> our first call out of the pod. Okay. Yo, yo, yo. Can you guys hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Is it good? Yeah, it's good. I can no, hear you. Okay, so we're doing it this way, Detroit, because he was wanting to come in, but we got the frames laid out and everything like that. If he comes in, I'm pretty sure Matt's frame will split in half and all this stuff. So I'm only hearing you, though. Can I hear them? Uh, you can hear them if you pull up the – that's going to be delayed. Hold on. Let's hear you, you don't need to hear them. Okay. Are, are you going to do it? Are you just going to say it? Hold on. Sure. I would like to make an announcement. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Matt's gonna All say right. something in my ear first, real quick. Bill, do we want to? Are we? Are we not good? No. No announcement. Uh, hold on, Detroit. Hold on, hold on. Go through that one. Go through that one first. I want to an answer first. Uh, I want to an answer first. You're fine. Wait a second, Detroit. So the 
the fifth is good. I mean, the fifth is the fifth round is yeah. good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this. I don't know. I'm gonna meet my first. <laughs> <laughs> Can we make it a fourth? You got a fourth? Uh, yeah, I got the last fourth. It's not mine. It's like LJ's or something. Or it's Dustin's. Okay. I think it's Dustin's. Deal? Uh, it's just, it's early. I mean, it's early. It's so early. <laughs> We've been talking all day for anybody that's wondering. It's just so, I mean, is he already busting? I mean, it's just too early. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's do it. Let's do it. I agree. Yes. Yes. All right. Major, major news from Nocatee. Go ahead. Detroit can do the first thing. Okay. Detroit is doing – Hold on. Wait. One, one second. One second real fast. Detroit hold on. Hold on. Phil, Detroit and Phil do not know about either one of these. So go ahead. Right. All right. <laughs> all right. Apparently, wait, apparently Matt has been a Trevor? secret agent all day. <laughs> no. No, okay. he's not. All right, Detroit, you announce yours first into the mic. All righty. The Elkview River Rats have decided to trade their greatest draft pick in history, Lamar Jackson, to the Zen Masters for a 2023 first-round pick, 2024 first-round pick, and Derek Carr, plus if that 2023 pick does not finish in the top three, I get his 2025 first round pick. Yeah. There it is. I'm going to need I'm a recap because it's lo- okay. All right, Detroit, I'm hanging up with you. All right. You are the man. Thank you. What a great call in. Yes. Great doing business with you. Call I got, call I got all this written down for you so we can go. <laughs> all through. right. Phil, Hit the you other hammer. The next one? Phil, do you want to say the next <sighs> one? No. <laughs> <laughs> You can say it. I don't feel like it. Yeah. Uh, Phil, I said. I already, I already regret it. I already regret it. So. <laughs> you regret it? You really do? I mean, I don't know. Just just say it. I don't care. My team sucks. <laughs> okay. Well, Phil gets a lot too. Phil gets LJ Mike's 2023 first round pick, whichever's last, because Dustin has the other pick of mine. <clears throat> Pat Friermix, <laughs> Marcus Mary Goda, LJ's 2023 second, and my 2023, or um, Dustin's 2023 fourth. Yes, that's it. And I get Trevor Lawrence. <clears throat> oh, my. Okay. Okay. Mary Goda <laughs> comes back. To Wake Forest, I believe he was there full at circle. one point. Full circle. Yeah. Original draftee. <laughs> Original draftee. Yeah. So Matt, Matt's, Matt's quarterbacks have now Derek Carr is gone. In the Derek Carr jersey, this man did this. Detroit just messaged. He forgot that he also gets a fourth. Yeah, he gets a fourth. Yeah, he gets my okay. fourth. Oh, no. What do you have? No, I don't have anything. Keep going. Oh, yeah. You don't have anything. Okay, okay. Sorry. Um... <laughs> So much got his video. Going. <laughs> got the video. <laughs> oh, what an episode! This is also going to be a long episode, by the way. A little bit, yeah. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, I'm back. <laughs> I was trying to. <laughs> I think he wanted to make the trade just for this. <laughs> that just went yeah. live on the YouTube right now. I'm watching it. <laughs> but I was, I've been all, I think I didn't work at all today trying to talk to Eric, trying to talk to Phil in Detroit all day. I've been trying to talk to him for weeks actually, but, and they both threw him out there. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm doing it. I want to get him. Right. There we go. So with that, I mean, we'll recap these. We'll throw it in the KDFL completed trades. Feels like a lot of, of picks. Huge names. Lamar Jackson, new team. Trevor Lawrence, not off to the start that, that we wanted. This was supposed to be the guy. So as a season ticket holder, Matt is legally obligated to try to draft this man, to try to get him on get him on the Zen Masters. That's true. And the um, threat will be wearing Sunday. That will be. That is definitely my exact outfit Sunday. So let's get that. Let's get that on the record now. That is the exact outfit I'll be wearing Sunday for the Jacksonville game. Boys, this is already a crazy long episode. So what we're gonna do now? Best of quick. Here, what we're gonna? Oh, what we're gonna do now is we're gonna go through, go through the matchups. KDFO week nine. Oh, we probably should have ended with the trade news because this is electric. Here well, we go. I wanted to do it before yeah. we before we talk this. Oh, because the matchups. Duh. Exactly. Yeah, the matchups. Exactly. Yeah. Duh, duh, duh. Duh, duh, duh. Okay. First up, let's get it started here. I got to get it on my screen correctly. We have, well, Matt, you're going to go first, then Phil, then me. Um, just a few bullet points if you have them, and then we'll move on to the next. Um Real quick, our records. Let me get our records going to this. Matt, of course, in his learned appearance this year, was four or five and one. Um, Detroit was four and two last week. He improves to 34 and 14. I was four and two, 28 and 20 on the season. Phil was an impressive five and one last, last week. He also is 28 and 20. So, first up, we have the two and six Lamarless River Rats. Look at the graphics. Look at Phil. Oh, man. But Phil was yeah, gone in the true. graphics, though. <laughs> but still, I like the effort. I like the effort. The two and six, now Lamarless River Rats, travel to Dogtown to take on the undefeated Dobermans. Matt, take it away. So I already knew the Lamar news. So I said Dobermans get stronger every week. Apparently, River Rats get weaker every week. Dobermans kill them. Kill the River Rats this week. Phil. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep it simple too. I mean, without Lamar, I didn't think he had much of a chance with Lamar, but especially without Lamar now, it's it's not going to be close. Dobermans. Um, real quick, all I have on this is it's a great matchup for Miles Sanders and Alvin Kamara. I think the Eagles will get up on the Texans and they'll let them fill out the gas like they have been historically doing. Um, you don't see a lot in the second half from that offense. Uh, likely can be valuable if Andrews is out, the tight end for the River Rats, plays for Baltimore. And the River Rats have somehow dodged the CMC revenge game. He was on the River Rats for a cup of coffee this season. <laughs> he is on by this week, um, so he will not have to go against him. But then the defense is just far too much for Dogtown. I have the Dermans. Real quick, I meant to say this at the beginning, but obviously we had huge breaking news. 
This is our most intense bye week of the NFL season. We have the Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, and Niners. Those are hugely impactful teams when it comes to fantasy. So all those on bye will make for a pretty, pretty shaky week. So we all go Dobermans in the first matchup. Next up, we have the Cross Vegas Gamblers, I believe it, four and four, taking on the fresh off their dub Kings at one and seven. Matt, take it away. Very close matchup. Uh, I'm wrong, fresh off the dub. Yeah, they just lost one and one past two games. But who would have thought Geno Smith has the edge over Tom Brady in this matchup? Uh, Jacob should hopefully bounce back this week for the love of God against the beloved Jags. Uh, the Gamblers starting to look like an older dynasty team, if you look at their team. Um, and let's not forget the last time I was on here, I called the Kanawha County Kings was getting their victory. And there's no way I can go against that this time. The Kings are winning. Again, they're getting their second victory this week against the Gamblers. Bill. Yeah. Um, I got to disagree on this one. I know it's close. Um, I think the Gamblers, they're probably getting close to some type of rebuild maybe in the next year or two. Um, but I'm still going to go Gamblers just barely with the win here. Um, let's see what I have. I have It's actually a very close project, projection. I really believe that bye, those bye weeks are having an effect. Gino does get Arizona. That's an amazing matchup for him. Um, the Gamblers are without Ayuk, CeeDee Lamb, and Daniel Jones, who despite last week has been – pretty strong um this season it's just too much missing i'm with you i'm on board with the kings kings get win number two right here that's all right all right so (laughs) next up we have the two and six melbourne mega powers taking on fresh off a w three and five marmot midnight riders matt take it away I'd say the Mega Power fans have to be asking questions from ownership based on how the team's looking this year. Not very Mega Power ish. Mega Power ish lately. I can't say that. You deserve you're that. Andy Dalton. You're down to Andy Dalton again this week. But Zach been on by. Marmette, all of a sudden, they're like three and five, but they look stronger again. They're projected 253. Uh, say Marmette's got this victory. Yeah, I got to agree on this one. Pretty. Pretty quick analysis. Really no analysis on my part, I guess. Um, Midnight Riders get the win easily here. Uh, I think the Midnight Riders are rounding the form. That was a huge win for them last last week against the Gamblers. It's matchup strength for them all across the board. Um, and here in here in Melbourne, we're focused on Josh Palmer getting more more play against that Atlanta secondary. And in that same game, we need to see a little bit more of Drake London after the hot start. Um, but yeah, winner midnight riders. All right, next up we have the three and five lumberjacks against the seven and one evil empire. Matt, take it away. Uh, one interesting fact Phil's the only one to actually beat the evil empire this year, all the way back in week two. Um, just I don't know, evil empire gets stronger, Phil's team's looking a little rough. Um, but they do got Mary Godin now, so. I mean, it could be changing, but uh, uh, I got the Evil Empire. It's hard to go against them. They That's 49 points spread. They're winning. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the chances increased a little bit with the trade I just made, going from Trevor Lawrence to Mariota <laughs> at their current um, yeah. play levels. Um, but, yeah, 
I'm not going to beat him again. There's no way. So I got that one win early in the season. That's going to be it. So Evil Empire easily here. I wish Matt would have said, without Lawrence, they don't have a chance. <laughs> um, I have here, Will Hurts, Will Hurts let off the gas. This being up so much is kind of hurting his value in the second half. He, he's he been a stud, but he could be ultra tier if he had to stay competitive all game long. Um, playing Houston's not going to not gonna have that happen. Empire, one of the few teams that has a very strong two QB matchup this week with all these bye weeks. Um, they still have Mahomes and they still have Hurts going. It's a revenge match for the Evil Empire, as we alluded to. Uh, already their one loss was at the hand of the Lumberjacks. And I think Chubb being on by makes a huge difference in this matchup. Evil Empire get the get the win and the revenge. All right. The mid the mid game as quoted by the commission. Up next, the four and four Zen Masters taking on the four and four Wampus Cats. Take it away. I'm still waiting for my game of the week matchup. Maybe if I win this week. And with a Lamar and Trevor Lawrence. I don't think I've had one. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Uh, But currently. So I'm projected to lose by 34. That's without the changes on both of our teams. Because Wampus Cash made a change earlier this year. Or today. So I currently don't have a kicker. I'll be picking one up now that I have a spot. Um Wampus Cats has Waller and Najee instead of Pollard, Herbert, and Dolchik. So I feel like their projection's got to be going down. Mine should go up a little bit with the QBs. Um, but I, I would have said Buston was winning until these trades happened. So I'm not, not going against myself. Going to be five and four. Surprise team of the year. Keeping it going. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, how can I go against this outfit? And now that he has Trevor Lawrence, on, <laughs> he made the trade live on the podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gotta go Zen Masters with the win here. Phil, I'm you right to go with our trade. I mean, okay, um, that works. Yeah, I'll take one. I'm at, I'm at a loss right now because of I had on here a large QB advantage goes to the Wampus Cats. <laughs> now I don't know because Lamar is is the is fantasy dynamite as we know. Um, the fun thing, DK, I think is going to absolutely abuse the Cardinals. So I like that for, for the Wampus Cats. Um, and I have on here, can Derek Carr get it together? We're just going to slash right through that. That doesn't matter. Um, but the fun thing is, and this part hasn't changed. The fun thing is this, because of this matchup and because of your all's teams, the Vegas Jacksonville game that we will be at this, this is the most important game in this matchup. So it'll be interesting to see. I have to stick with my Wampus Cats pick. Um, oh, I messed up. I'll go over them the game of the week. I'll go over after this. I'm going Wampus Cats here, but um, I have not said one of Detroit's picks yet because I am all flustered because of <laughs> the right. madness that has went on in this in this episode. But I'll, I'll run down Detroit. My bad, my bad, my bad. All right, next up, our game of the week, which – the battle of the mid would have been the game of the week if not for this incredible matchup we have. It is the five and three Renegades taking on the five and three Pharmacists. Take it away, Matt. It's a two point spread, uh, very close. Um, the, but the trade's not showing up. And as I said earlier, I think the Pharmacists beat, I think the Pharmacists won that trade against the Wampuscats, at least for this year. I don't know about going forward in the future. So, just based on that trade, and it is close. Uh, the Renegades, say it again, the Taylor Swift, neither one of them have done much so far this year. 
Um, until they start producing, uh, it's hard to go with them. I'm going with the pharmacist. <clears throat> um, it's going to be close, but I'm going to go Renegades here. I think uh, two and on, on keeps it rolling. So I think they're going to get the win. Um, the good thing is if, if, if Jonathan Taylor is out for the Renegades, I do think Patterson will suit up. He's back at practice today. So I think that will be huge. Um, for the Renegades, uh, we are monitoring Swift. I know he didn't practice today, and it looks like his playtime is a little bit on a restriction. Anyway, I know uh, I think Dan Campbell came out and said that he regretted playing him as much as he did against Miami. Um, and I don't know if Tannehill's back for the pharmacists, and I think the defense leans Renegades. So I'm going Renegades here as as well. All right, so. Running down Detroit's. Detroit's picks were all the same as mine, except I just got a little message in the inbox. To do the recent events, he will be going with the um, Zen Masters over the Wampus Cats. So for a rundown of Detroit's picks, we have the Dermans, the Kings, the Midnight Riders, the Evil Empire, the Zen Masters, and the Renegades. Woo! All right. Now, we'll wrap up here our, uh, our, our goodbyes. Um, real quick, we'll go over our locks and upsets. We had a bad week last week, went two for six. Um, I hit my upset with the commanders. Phil hit his um lock, which was as we all know, Phil's lock was no, Phil did not hit his lock. Phil hit his upset. <laughs> Phil hit his upset. The commanders over the Colts. I hit my lock, which was the Ravens over Tampa Bay. Sorry, everything else missed. Um, points on the season Detroit's at 11, I'm at 11, Phil's at eight. Uh, Detroit, let's get his. His lock of the week. The Chiefs giving 12 and a half to Tennessee. I think that tells me that um, it might not be Tannehill starting, that line being that ridiculous. Um, and then against my better judgment, I tried to warn him, his upset is the Falcons over the Chargers. Guest host, Matthew Smith, take it away. Give us your lock and your upset. Lock of the week. I have the Ravens at minus two and a half against the Saints. Uh, the upset of the week is very hard this week because there's a lot of close matchups. There's a lot of teams on by. So I'm not super confident about this, but if two's one, I'm picking the Panthers minus seven and a half against the Bengals, led by their amazing running back. I already forgot his name on my team, Dante. Form. Form. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what I said. Amazing. I super confident about it there. <laughs> Bill, tell the people how to get a hold of us and give us your picks. Real quick, who did I put for my lock? Because like, I didn't write it down. I can't remember. I love Phil more than life itself. <laughs> I'm a, I want you guys to know that. All right? I love this man. It feels like it's the Packers minus four over the Packers. Lines. Okay. I said that? I don't even remember saying that. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. I lost. Packers minus four. <laughs> <laughs> and then my upset, I just went crazy with this one. Uh, Jets getting 12 and a half versus Buffalo. I'm just going to take the Jets. Yes. Winning out right Love here. Um, as always, you can follow the show on Twitter at KDFL Podcast. You can follow Brett at Brett Still 2. You can follow Detroit at Detroit8374. And you can follow me at Phil Ruxy. And be sure to go ahead and like this uh, video and follow the channel. And uh, Matt, thanks for coming on, filling in. Look at this. Look at the harmony today. All right. My lock. I'm going. I'm on a personal mission against this team now. 
And I was and I was right last week when I bet on the commander. So we're going Pats minus five and a half over the Colts. This franchise is in shambles. They committed the unforgivable sin of destroying my hero. And also, we're going to keep the game rolling. I am going to find the Vikings' next loss, and I do think it's this week. I think the Commanders beat them. My mistake last week was the Vikings were at home. They're on, they're on the road. Brand new news. Snyder's selling the team. The team's going to be jacked. Um, commanders over Vikings outright. So, for Jonathan Detroit Haynes, for Captain Phil Rexy, for special guest host Angry Matt Smith, this has been our most electric episode of the season of the KDFL Fantasy Podcast, and we will see you next week. I did it again. I said it twice right here on the KDFL Fantasy Football Podcast.